How do you create team meetings that your staff actually want to attend? I know it's a real thing. Hi, I am Kayla. I am your host of the Profitable Salon Owner Podcast. And on with me today is Jason Everett. Two times in a month, man. Welcome back. Woo woo. It's like I belong here or something. It's so good. <laughs> so Just can't good. get enough. I know. Um, it's all good. Good good to be on today, Kayla. And I'm excited to talk about team meetings, man. This is a big yeah. subject that so many salon owners get tripped up on. And they're like, nobody wants to come to my meetings. Somebody yeah. So let's fix and it. Is that cool? So many different, different, yeah, people. People get grumpy. People don't know what to talk about. People get tired, fall asleep, all the things. So. <laughs> Have you fallen asleep at our team meetings? And I don't know. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I've learned how to sleep with my eyes open. No, stop it. You don't fall asleep. No, no. We no, have good I, ones. We have great we ones. And I'm going to share how to have great ones with your team today. Yeah. So then your staff can also have as fun meetings as we have them. Yeah. Um, so let's talk a little bit about like, first, I want to know the difference. So we're going to talk about team meetings and one-on-one. So what's like the major difference mm. between team meetings and one-on-one meetings? Yeah, good question. Well, you know, this is going to be interesting to say, but like um, you're supposed to correct people privately and then praise them publicly. And I say you're supposed to, like, I don't know, there's no like law that says that, but you know, it's definitely something that I subscribe to. Like it's a belief system and a value that I subscribe to is if you can correct people privately and praise them publicly, they'll be happier people. Nobody likes to be corrected publicly. And frankly, I've corrected a lot of people publicly and they no longer work for me because they absolutely hated me forever for it and held it against my, you know, held it against me and all this stuff. So yeah. I'm just saying this comes with battle scars. You know what I'm saying? Like I got a scar here and a scar here and a scar from that, <laughs> from that moment. So, you know, I've been in that moment where like I've had to, or I felt like I had to correct people publicly and people can't handle that, man. I'm a, I'm a pretty high level of confront person. Like, you know, I came from a family where everybody talked over everybody and my wife, the first time we hung out, I think I said this on another show recently, but my wife, when we, um, uh, she came to my house the first time, she's like, do you guys just all talk over each other? Is that what happens? And she's like, are you arguing? I'm like, no, we're just talking. And like, that's the kind of household I came from. So the reason why I say that is my ability to confront people is pretty high. I don't even think sometimes when I say something in front of other people, it's that confrontive. Cause again, for me, it's not. And other people have just completely melted. Yeah. And so remember if you're the salon owner, sometimes your level of confront is how I'd refer to that. Your level of confront is very high. You've had to do hard things. You've had to like battle it out with the bank and deal with the SBA and maybe go through COVID. And you, you've done all these really hard things and your stylists are not as battle torn as you are. You know what I mean? Yeah. You've had to fire people and do all these things. And like you had to do some crazy stuff that maybe they haven't been through. So when you correct them publicly in front of their peers, oh, people their biggest fear is to be chastised in front of their peers. You know, it's like be made fun of for raising your hand or, you know, participate and get laughed at. Like that's everybody's biggest nightmare fear. So the reason why I'm bringing that up for one-on-one -on -one meetings versus, versus uh, all staff meetings is if you've got some corrections, it's best if you do that correction with one or two people present in a very positive way. Maybe you do like the compliment Oreo where it's like, you know, here's something you're doing good. Here's something you need to fix. And then here's something you're doing well, something like that. And maybe that's kind of cheesy, but I'm just saying for some people that's helpful for where you're at. I would just say, you know, hey, what's working? What's what's not working and what can we upgrade? That's how we typically do it. But yeah. that's reserved for like a one-on-one -on -one meeting. That's, that's when you can give correction. Hey, I need to work with you on the code of honor, you know, whatever else is going on. In a team meeting, you want that to be a pretty praise happy thing in a, in a team meeting. And what I find is so many people use that team meeting to like roll out the giant list of announcements and corrections they want to make for everybody because it's too difficult to correct everybody one-on-one. -on -one. So it's like, okay, everybody, here's my agenda. By the way, the towels are not getting put away in the back room. <laughs> Nobody's sweeping up after their their um, after their cuts, Jessica. Um, and then they they give they like kind of go through this laundry list of punishment. And they're like, let's play a game now. 
You're like, what the hell? Just like, why well, to get through the housekeeping or the management topics or whatever it was. Now, now let's be fun. And then people are like, I don't know why people don't want to come to my team meeting. They always hate it. It's so weird. And like, you're killing the energy. Like, you're killing the vibe. So, you know, we start our, our team meetings out with some music or a game or an activity or some random, you know, trivia thing. And like, we try to make it fun, just get started yeah. because people will always remember this in a, in a group team meeting. Remember, people will always remember how you made them feel versus what was said in the meeting. So, if you made them feel like trash or like they were small or like they were being chastised like little children, who wants to go to that meeting? Yeah, but if, sure. you, if they remember, there was some fun. Yeah, they were maybe corrected a little bit somewhere in there, but then they they started with some fun, and it was some fun, and they felt like they got some value out of it, and they were seen, and they were heard, and they were excited at some point. I mean, like in our team meetings, Kayla, like we have like laughed till my cheeks hurt in our team meetings, and like that's it's a fun thing. And so people yeah. that are like, hey, I don't have time for that. I'm really busy. They still make time to come because they are educational informative and fun all at the same time. Yeah. That, that's that's should be the goal for a, a team meeting. Well, I always like whenever I, I have like a new hire comes in, like they see our team meeting. I can always tell that we have tough notch team meetings because they walk up like, what was that? That was like yeah, totally. amazing. And our team starts. Yeah, they're like, that's our... not normal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it just does. It just elevates like you, you want to attend. You don't want to miss it. And you walk yeah. away feeling energized and excited and being like, wow, what a cool place that I work for. Right. Which that's that's is... how it should feel. That's always how yeah. it should feel. Right? Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about like how often, because I'm going to start structuring these. Um, so starting at the bottom, how often should you have team meetings? Yeah. How often should you have team meetings? So it depends on the size of your business and all those things. But I would say as a general guideline, like once a month for an all staff team meeting would be, would be ideal. Now, if you have hundreds of people and you're across multiple salons, you might have one all staff team meeting uh, for each salon. And then maybe you have one all staff, if you're lucky, once a quarter for your team, uh, for everybody, if you can. But like, it depends on what you're doing, how big your business unit is. There's a lot of different variables in there. If you have a team of five, you're like pretty easy to get all five of us together. Like it's very <laughs> different. But ideally about once a month would be, would be good. Once a quarter would be okay. Once a year, like again, if you have a big team and you're like, well, we're just gonna do one annual picnic every year with our whole crew from everywhere. Like I don't think uh, massive companies like Starbucks isn't getting all their employees together from every Starbucks location anytime soon, but they would do that in independent units. If that yeah. So then, well then what's the difference between like, like team huddles? Like how often should you be meeting with yeah. your team? Is that like separate? Yeah, good question. So huddles are a little different. So, so we've talked about one-on-one -on -one meetings and then we've also talked about team meetings. And again, I would say a one-on-one -on -one meeting ideally, and again, there's not a perfect formula. Like you, people screw this up all the time. We don't have this perfect either. But ideally you have a one-on-one -on -one meeting at least every month, if not at least every quarter. Same with the team meeting, once a month or once every quarter. That's kind of the, the range you're trying to stay within. But you could have something called daily huddles. And, and we actually prescribe that in uh, in the academy, we have something called a high performance salon academy roadmap. I know you've seen the roadmap. We have a roadmap and it says like at this level of business, you should be doing it this way. And when you graduate to this next level and it's revenue based and you know some of the achievements you're doing. When you get here, this many staff and this much revenue, then you need to add this in. Then you go to this level and you add this in. And it's like a really, in a, in a great way, it's a step-by-step -step formula, not cookie cutter, but it's designed to give you a pathway, right? It's like take this step, then take this step. And it's designed to chunk it all down into steps. One of those steps in there is how do you actually create team huddles at the beginning and end of every shift? Oh, wow. This is really interesting. So just a few minutes saying what they're going to do for the day. So today I'm going to have five guests. I'm going to sell five individual products of retail, and I'm going to make sure that I get one referral. So they state what they're going to get at the beginning of that huddle. And then, um, then they all go, great, let's rock and roll. And they all high five or whatever they need to do. And then they start their day. 
Then at the end of their shift, they go, well, how did I do today? Well, here's what I accomplished. I did this, this, and this. And if they didn't hit their goal, then they would say, tomorrow, what I'm going to do to make sure I hit my goal is I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. And so now what's happening is they're really conscious of what their intentions are. And at the end of it, they're in, they're conscious of their corrections they're going to make for the next day. So they're really empowered in that team huddle. The, the team huddle is not like, let me hit you with the agenda. It's like, everybody just state what you're working on. That's what I'm doing today. Let's go. Think of it that way, right? Yeah, like a, like a like, power a, talk. Yeah, like it's quick. And by the way, it's a stand-up meeting. It's not sit down in the back in the in the, in the the whining room or the broke room, that some people call it, right? <laughs> it's like, you know, it's not sit down and complain. It's like literally a quick stand-up meeting. It should last three to five minutes max, beginning of every shift, every time somebody comes in. So if you're split shifting and you have a morning crew and an afternoon crew, you might even do that meeting uh, together when they split shift if you have the availability. Sometimes you can't just stop the salon midday. So they might just go in the back room, do a quick stand-up meeting, and then they're out. And same thing in the afternoon shift uh, where they would get together and then do it at the end of the day. That is a great way to create that camaraderie. The owner doesn't need to be on every one of those meetings. The manager doesn't even need to be on one of those meetings. The meeting should be able to be done with the staff that's working on that shift. And by the way, if you're having issues with your, your team not showing up on time, then that might be a great way to be like, hey, we have our huddle at five minutes to 9 a.m. And we have our five-minute huddle and then everybody's got guests are ready to rock at nine. They all come out of the back, back room, go get their guest, and everybody's on time. So it's a great way to kind of keep that momentum and carry it forward and just really get your staff too to start thinking about how can they show up in a really big way because they're proactively talking about it at the beginning of every shift. Nice. Now, do you make like all, all those meetings, like huddles or even team meetings, are they like a requirement? Like do you make it like non-negotiable? Um, yeah, good question. So the, the, you're, you're asking kind of a loaded question. So I would, the quick answer to your question is yes, is that that should be a requirement of doing the job because if the, um, if the meeting is not, if it's optional, if they can just come in and out whenever they want, then most people are going to opt out and then you have to kind of bribe them. But here's the, like I said, you kind of open up a can of worms, which I think is worth talking about is that the can of worms is, is that if you're going to require something, you must pay people for them to attend. So like we do our team meeting during work hours when people are already getting paid. Now this gets a little complicated depending on what state you're in. Like if you're in California or they're on commission or all those other things, you now have to pay them for quote unquote sit time. And again, please, please, please. I'm not an attorney. Check your local laws. Call somebody who knows more about where you are and what's going on. I'm in California. I know that California is pretty screwed up on some of this stuff, but you do need to figure it out. But in general, you do need to pay for your staff to be there. So what people do to skate that I'm not going to pay my staff is they make it optional. Well, it's optional if you want to attend the team meeting, but like, look, it's part of doing your business. Um, I don't know if I'm giving away too many secrets here, but I have a friend who owns a Chick-fil-A and um, I'm like, man, it's crazy. You guys are off on Sundays. He's like, bro, we're not off on Sundays. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, what do you, I thought you didn't work on Sundays. He's like, no, no, no. That's when we do all of our team meetings. He said every team meeting and all the stuff that we need to do to run the business and make sure everybody's coordinated and our you know, trainings and agendas and all that stuff, that all happens on Sundays. All the managers work their face off on Sundays. Oh my so goodness. I know. I'm, I'm like selling out Chick-fil-A. The they didn't. They, yeah, Chick-fil-A is not world. taking Sundays off. <laughs> but, but it was interesting. He said, that's our day that we do business. Like we, we take care of the things that we can't do when we're open and operational. And having mm -hmm. that day as a day to pause and fix things is really important. If they're just open seven days a week, they never take that day of pause. Mm -hmm then it makes a big difference. So the reason why I'm saying that is that moment of pause you need to have in your frequency of your business, right? You need that moment yeah. of pause to be able to say, what do we fix and what do we correct? And the same thing is like, oh, we're having the team meeting in the back room or whatever. Well, half the people are on the floor and some of them, it just doesn't work. Or people will do things like they'll, they'll say in, in place of the team meeting, I'm just going to share a video inside of our Facebook group or our WhatsApp group where I just 
tell you what's going on. Well, that, that's an announcement. That's not a meeting. You know what I mean? Yeah. So a meeting is like two way. Yeah. No, they're not going to watch it or they're going to lie. They're going to watch the first five minutes. I mean, people, you know, people are smart. Jump through. Um, yeah. So again, going back to that is I think that you should make all staff team meetings mandatory. It doesn't mean that like if somebody can't be there, you chastise them, but there's a couple of rules. Like let's say somebody's out of town or on vacation. Those things are acceptable. It shouldn't ever be more than one meeting in a row. They should have a valid reason for not being there, um, and, like meaning that they were had a pre-scheduled vacation or something like that. And if anything gets decided at that meeting, they have to automatically agree to it since they were the ones who chose to not be in the meeting. Oof, that's a Oof. really interesting one too. So that's another incentive for them to want to be in that meeting because if they make a decision and, or something was discussed and talked about and planned out that they weren't there for, they're subject to the rules of the team. Yeah, you don't cater to the ones who aren't there. You cater to the ones Right, who yeah, up. sorry. Like if you weren't here, and, and by the way, people are there's always like that shady person that's like, well, I'm going to pass all the rules while Gertrude, that's my name I'm going to use, <laughs> while Gertrude's not there because I know Gertrude will say no. I don't know who's got a Gertrude on their staff. And I'm sorry if you're watching this and your name is Gertrude. I just thought it was a fun name. But like if Gertrude's not there, then we're going to get away with murder while she's gone. That's not the right intention. That's not what we're there for. But that's what allows it to happen. And same thing is like you might have to deal with whatever your law is locally is like if you require people to be there five or 10 minutes early for their shift, then you might just say, I'm going to add on, you know, because over the course of the week, that five minutes times five days is how many minutes you might just say in a given month, I'm going to pay you an extra hundred bucks or 200 bucks, whatever their pay rate is to make sure that you're compensated for those, those huddles. And I, I just want to say this. I promise you, Solana, that's freaking out right now saying, I don't have extra money to pay for that person. The insane increase in productivity that will go up from those huddles will far and away exceed how much money you think you're spending to have them in that meeting. I promise, 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 promise. Ooh, huge. Thank you. That's super informative. Um, yeah. We're going to take a commercial Sometimes break. I have knowledge. Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes. You, maybe, it, maybe if I'm real good, you'll have me back on the podcast. Maybe. If you're nice. <laughs> if you have really good team meetings. And okay. if I hear something else smart that you say, I'll have you back. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you. Hopefully I should say something. <laughs> on that yeah. note, we're going to take a commercial break. When we come back, we we'll continue talking about who should lead the team meeting and continue to talk about the structure Ooh. and having world-class team meetings that your staff actually shows up for. So Stick around. We'll be right back. Hey, HPSA listeners, let me ask you this. Are you tired of not knowing what your hair color is costing you on every appointment and watching it chew up your profit? Well, with Salon Scale, we take the guesswork out for you. Using a mobile app paired with a Bluetooth scale, Salon Scale will tell you exactly what your color is costing you on every bowl mix down to the ground. As you mix, Salon Scale will also digitally store your formulas and track how much product is being used in real time. So you can manage your inventory, cover your expenses, and generate more profit in your salon. Use promo code HPSA10 to get 10% off an annual subscription. Salon Scale, the new standard for mixing color. Welcome back to the Profitable Salon Podcast. I am hanging out with Jason talking about having world-class team meetings and talking yeah, about the so best. many juicy details. If you missed yeah, the first juicy. half... Go listen to that because it was really good. Um, so, Jason, how much yeah. like in planning team meetings, things like that, like how diverse should they or like how like how much in advance should you plan them? Let's start there. Oh, man. Don't ask me about planning. My answer is like 10 <laughs> minutes before. Um, look, I, I am a last minute planner. I, I just I, I live for um, doing that. Um, I've hired people who are better planners than me. So they plan out meetings well in advance instead of me. But here's what I would just say um, about planning out team meetings. You want to make sure no matter what you do that is relevant to what's happening now. Okay. So 
it's kind of a tricky way to say it, but if, if you plan out your team meetings like a month in advance, or like, let's say you're a super planner. I don't know if you're a super planner or not, Kayla, but like, if you're a super planner and you're like, I'm going to plan out January's meeting and February's meeting, I'm going to plan out a whole year's worth of meetings. And I'm just going to do them. And here's the exercise I'm going to do and whatever that might work. Maybe. But what I would just say is I'm a big fan of like saying, like asking myself maybe a week before the meeting, like, what does my team need right now? What is it that in this moment, in this week, like, did we just come off of an event and everybody's crazy or like, are people in a good mood, bad mood? What happened in the world? Like, I want to know what's going on for them. And I want to get a good temperature read and a vibe of like, what, what I think that they're in for. Like, do we need a boost of happiness? Do we need a compliment set up? Like, what do we need to do that I think would really help the team grow and succeed in this moment? And this might sound crazy, but like I adjust on the fly. Like, I mean, you've heard me because I get, I get a section in our team. Right now where occasionally <laughs> you don't even talk, run them right? anymore. You just yeah. Like I get a little section where Jason gets <laughs> yeah. to show up and say something, but like, I really do my best in that moment to just say what I think the team needs to hear. Yeah, for like, sure. And I'm not saying fluff them up with something, but I'm just being like, I'm just like, Hey, I can kind of hear from the vibe of what's going on. This is kind of what you guys need to know about yeah. the state of the company and what's going on and, and what I think would be helpful for you guys to hear. And this last yeah. week I was like, Hey, we've all been taking a lot of bullets. Like we've all been working our face off and having to pick up the slack and whatever. Like that's because I kind of felt like that was the general vibe I was getting from the office and people were cool, but like they needed to be acknowledged that, Hey, I've been taking some punches and it hurt, yeah. you know? So like that was what we did. So I think, um, from a planning standpoint, I would say, you know, a week or two out, I think is plenty of time to do it. If you kind of have a general guide, the goal would be that you have some format that you're following all the time anyway. And then you just fill in the blanks with what needs to be addressed and just yeah. be very mindful about like, again, I keep going back to this announcements game on like adding announcements on the list first of like all the really finger waggy kind of stuff that you need to do. Um, and that's why I say planning. Like a lot of times people are like, well, what do I need to make sure my staff is doing? This is not, that's not really what a team meeting's for. Yeah. So like um, almost have like a lightly dust, like I know we have like a light dusted structure of like, hey, here's how it toes. And then sure. you just kind of add in. So like here, so you can have and plan in advance. Like here's how I want my team meetings to look like. And then you start to fill in as you get closer to like, okay, we yeah. need to address and, this and this. And by the way, another really important thing about planning a team meeting is you need to take into account how many people are there. Mm -hmm. um, if you have a team meeting of five, that's a very different structure. You have a team meeting of 25. Like we teach something called the what I feel like saying. And like, to be really honest, Kayla, we're outgrowing that size because we have too many people on our team now. So once you get above like 10, 15 people in a team meeting, what I feel like saying is like 15, 20 minutes of the meeting and people want to talk forever. So it's important for people to be heard, but maybe the, what I feel like saying lives in their individual department meetings, as opposed to in the larger meeting. So just remember whether you're at a team of 10 or five or 10 or 25 or 50 or a hundred, there's different things you can do. Um, I used to do uh, some training for massage envy and we'd have like 250 people together at an an event. I can't do a, what I feel like saying, even though it's very helpful for a meeting, can't do what I feel like saying with 200 people. So what I would do is I'd say split up into groups of 10, split into groups of 10. And I want you all to go around and say, what I feel like saying, what's the coolest thing you're working on right now? So they would all do their, what I feel like saying, and they would say their coolest thing. They all felt seen. They all felt heard. I would take a couple of shares from the group and then boom, now I'm running the team meeting for 200 people. Yeah. And, and I think those are the things you have to realize that when you're planning, you need to make adjustments based on who's there, what's going on and what's there. So I, I know you asked the question of like how far out, but I think that's are other things that are helpful to know. hundred percent. Yeah, that's a yeah. good, I love that. Now I know we've talked, I know it probably depends on the size, but you had said earlier, like you don't have to be necessarily the one leading the meeting. Like how do you get out of leading it? Who do you yeah. put in place? Well, somebody needs to lead it. Let me be super clear. Like somebody needs to lead the meeting, but depending on what level of business you're at, and again, we talked earlier about, uh, you know, our, our roadmap for salons and depending on what size you are, I mean, if you're five people, you're probably leading the meeting. Like that's it. And I say five could be five, could be 10. Like really you're probably leading the meeting to your first 
uh, all the way through your first 10 to 20 people, you're probably in charge of the meeting. And by the way, when I say you're in charge, I mean, you're the one predominantly orchestrating it, not doing all the talking. Nice. So there's a difference Good of like running the meeting versus uh, talking in the meeting. Yeah. So for example, we we recently peeled out where like, you know, different department heads will talk about things like, hey, let the front desk talk about what's going on there. Let the massage therapy department talk. Let the stylist talk. Let the nail techs talk. Like, let, and let the managers talk. Like, how do you give everybody their own little show, if you will, in the middle of it where they're like, because it should be like everybody reporting into everybody else as opposed to the owner just coming in and telling everybody. So a good meeting is where everybody is talking, giving information and sharing with each other, not everybody sitting down quietly and listening. Mm, that's how you know which, you're doing it wrong. Yeah, and that's that's where I'd say like, like I have one quick quick judge, like it's a ha ha quick judge is like, how much talking do you spend in your team meeting? And people are like, well, I talk the whole meeting. I'm like, yeah, well, I, I know that's an old school team meeting then. And so what I wanna find out, and like I said, for me, I barely talk during our team meetings. And again, it's also even more important that the man that the management team or operations that they maybe even don't talk very much, but each department is talking or each employee is talking because when our, I mean, you know how it goes, Kayla, like when our, when our team that's like brand new staff gets a little bit of time on the mic, if you will, and they get to, you know, hold the koosh ball and like talk for a second. We don't do koosh balls. We do digital <laughs> zoom, but I was saying like, that's the idea, right? The premise yeah. is they get the talking stick or the koosh ball or whatever it is. Dang, man, they light up. They're like, I'm, and some of them are really embarrassed. Like I didn't even get, I don't know why I get to talk in front of people, mm -hmm. but, but they're also like, I feel really good because yeah. the more they talk, the more they feel like they actually got value. That's a weird thing. Like from a training trainer standpoint, maybe been training for you know a lot of years is that believe it or not, the less you talk, the more value people get. And that mm -hmm. is so polar opposite to how the world thinks. Wow. That's huge. I yeah. definitely, yeah. Cause like you do, it just the more inclusive and everybody's involved and we're all engaging together and building that relationship. For sure. Especially if like you have split shifts, not everybody's going to see each other every single time. Yeah, so they exactly. you feel like you're a part of the deal. Like you don't yeah. feel like you're just a cog in the wheel. You feel like you play a very important vital role, which you do. Yeah. Yeah. As for an sure. Employee. Every employee does. What does, let's talk a little bit into like the purpose of team meetings in terms of like what it does for the team. Like when you show up together, like why implement a team meeting and what, what value does it bring? I know we talked a little bit about yeah. it raising their productivity, but like. Yeah. So think about this, um, you know, in professional sports, whether it's, uh, as a, as a football team, basketball team, soccer team, whatever, um, there's a start and an end time to a game hmm. and it's really clear, like. We start at two, we finish at this time. Well, maybe not for football, football can go on forever, but like, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, but there's, there's a clear end to the game. Like it ends, you know, they pop confetti or champagne or whatever, and you're done with whatever the thing is. Okay. When do you do that in business? Hmm. Like when, when, when did we pop the cork and be like, cool, we're done with that game. <sighs> Never, which Never. is freaking exhausting. Right. It's like, I mean, maybe the end of the day, but like, we don't leave every day high-fiving each other. Like, yeah, good game. We won today. You're just like, I don't know. Did we win today? I don't know. I got more, more stuff to do tomorrow. Like that. We kind of just perpetually play the game forever, which is exhausting. Right. But when you have a team meeting, it's kind of your chance to say like, Hey, how do we do in last month's game? Let's celebrate what we did last month. Let's regroup. Did we win or did we lose? Okay, we lost last month. All right, what are we gonna do differently this month? It should be that opportunity to say, are we winning or are we learning, right? And again, it's not losing, it's learning, but it's like, if, you're, if you lost, if you didn't hit the goals that you wanted last month and we had a learning lesson and we really needed to see that, as a team, we need to all walk in the locker room with a plan of like, how are we gonna come out winning for next time? And so if you imagine that team meeting is like some level of conf conf uh, conclusion of the game, like, you know, we have team meetings and it's like, oh man, it's like we were just here a week ago. That was a fast game. 
or if we're like, man, it's really been a long time. I've really missed you guys. That was a really long game. Hmm. Right. So, um, it's, it's some level in business of being able to be a natural conclusion and, and saying we're starting a new game. Yeah. That that's really important. Because I feel like, as you've been saying this, like it's so important to come into, if you're going to have a team meeting, to have a desired outcome, like you come in with intention. I'm hosting this team meeting because I want to achieve this or I want to, yeah, have that end of the game. And you have like almost like a mission for your, for your team meetings. So then you have a drive for why you're doing them and you follow that line. Yeah. You want to, you for sure want to have an outcome. I would say this is going to sound weird for most people who are doing team meetings because normally they have an agenda, but I would say, I want to know how I want people to leave and what they feel like when they leave the team meeting. That's more important to me than all the information I cover. Yeah. Is like, how do I want people to leave? I want people to feel fired up, inspired, ready to do more. I mean, like we work our face off around here. Everybody works their face off around here. And like, it's, it's like, they're all battle torn and beaten. And like I said, in our last team meeting and people are like, I'm working my face off. And I'm like, I want to acknowledge people for working their face off because we got big things to do and everybody's hustling to make that stuff happen your team's the exact same way, right? Is your team has been working their face off to do things and you think they're lazy and not doing all the things they want, but like, they're like, I'm killing myself to make this happen. And they're not gonna step up to the plate if you're chastising them for like, hey, you guys are lazy around here. So the question becomes, how do you want your team to feel? Do you want them to feel inspired? Do you want them to feel more connected to each other? Do you want them to feel uh, more free to do other things they wanna do? Like, what is it you're trying to accomplish with them? And if you set that intention with how you want them to feel, and that goes back to planning, Start with how you want them to feel. Then you base everything you plan in that team meeting Hmm. on, will that make them feel that way? If I bring up laundry for the 80th time that nobody's doing, will that make people leave feeling inspired and excited and willing to like go out on the battlefield again? Like, you know, I I hate to make everything sound like I'm trying to do like a Braveheart speech. That's like, let's get everybody fired up to go out there and, you know, like get it done. But, but that's honestly it. If you're, if you're really a true leader, you've got to inspire and ignite passion in people and help them believe they can do more than they can do. And that's why we love those movies because they're, they're, they're that opportunity in that window for us to go, okay, I think we can do some incredible things again. And it's like when they get beat up, you got to fill them back up again. Uh, There's a really good TV show. uh, If you haven't watched Ted Lasso um, on Apple Plus, uh, Ted Lasso is is about this crazy coach, crazy coach. He gets moved from America to go coach football, even though he knows nothing about football in the (laughs) UK. And he does a lot of really interesting inspirational speeches. And like, it's a really great show from a leadership perspective that just shows you like, how do you like, find everybody's individual thing that they need and give it to them. It's just really powerful. So from a leadership perspective, I thought it was a great show. There's a bunch of weird quirks in it. And they say the F word more times than I ever do. But uh, (laughs) it's very entertaining. I would highly recommend you go watch it because it shows when they're in the locker room, what are the things that they say? How does he build people back up? And what are his own struggles with trying to maintain that position as a leader, but then having your own problems you have to deal with at home because he has panic attacks and anxiety and all this stuff. So anyway, it's a good show. Good show. Yeah. I also love our team meetings because also when we come together, I mean, we do ours once a month. When we come together, it feels like you're sitting there with all your team members and everyone's talking about what they did and they've accomplished and all that stuff. And you just, you feel a part of something bigger. It just, it's like that one time to come together and be like, oh, we're doing something Oh, we do some cool stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, on, on that note, we do something in our team meetings called shout outs. As you know, we'll do shout outs. And that's like, I think it's everybody's favorite part. And everybody's shouting out their team is like, man, you've really crushed it today. Like, that's my favorite thing that we do is yeah. when people are just giving each other shout outs. And like, we have to like, stop it. Like, okay, okay. Everybody stop the shout outs <laughs> no, no. because people are like, no, no, no. I wanted to say this person crushed it. And like, yeah. if you're not doing that, set a timer on it. 
do it for a few minutes and just, um, you know, just say like, Hey, I want to, I want to give some shout outs to some people and just give an open forum, let people give shout outs and then just clap for them, whatever you got to do, give them a high five. Yeah. And it makes just it make difference. it fun. Yeah. Yeah. Heck yeah. It's a good one. Well, thank you, Jason. This has been a lot of fun. Very informative. Good show. I, a lot. I also Hopefully love learning. Show. Yeah. Super good show. It's always a good show. Yeah. Whew. Thank you for being here. Maybe you'll have me it. back on. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Stick around. You got to watch we'll every we'll episode see if this every gets week. downloaded <laughs> by a lot of people or if any of these ratings for the podcast nice. at the end. Yeah. If anybody rates this podcast because they like the show, say episode number, whatever, and tell 14, us. That 15. Shoot. 14, I don't remember. 115. Yeah. Um, 115. Whatever it is. Right, yeah. yeah. 115. <laughs> whatever it is, do me a favor and rate the podcast but because uh, it does really help. But I, again, I hope you guys get a lot of value. My job is to come on here and serve my face off. And thanks, Kayla, for running, keep keeping the show going and making it happen. Always. Always. Thanks for talking about team meetings this week. And yeah. And uh, we'll see you next time on the Profitable Salon Owner Podcast. Woo woo! You've been listening to the Profitable Salon Owner Podcast. Be sure to like, subscribe, leave us a review, and check us out at ProfitableSalon.com for more episodes, content, and to help you turn your salon into the business you've always dreamt of.